Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there, guys, it's Sally here. Just trying not to dazzle you in the light. So, welcome to this episode of Service Accommodation Secrets, the podcast, but also the Facebook Live. Thanks for tuning in. And today I wanted to cover some quite in-depth stuff. So to do with the ups and downs of service accommodation as a business as the week goes, but also in life as well, because I've realised recently that we all have lots of stuff going on the whole time and sometimes when you're working with people, when you're uh, just with people, whether it's um, family or whether it's doing things you enjoy, um, people have issues and stuff going on and all of us do and this is particularly brought home to me recently really because I've got a friend who just said I've had a really difficult year and so this is what I've decided to do. Um, I have another friend who's who's really not too well, really lovely friend and we've had some difficult times lately as well so I really wanted to share some of the things that I found really helped to move forward really because my tendency is to carry on as normal, not pretending that things haven't happened but especially with things that have happened with us, um, I've kind of been said, um, been advised to um, not give full information to, to all and sundry. And social media is brilliant, isn't it, for sharing ideas, but it's also, uh, you know, everybody knows everything instantly. Hi, Candice, good to see you. So I thought I'd go through some things that have happened in our SA business this week that some are good and some are really not good because it's normal to have ups and downs in your business but also in life there are lots of um, things that happen that are good and some things that happen that are just really not so good and it's how do you move forward with, with that because we're all here together and I think we're all linked actually but however separate or together you feel with your family, your group, your friends I hope this helps you. So as you will know if you follow our podcast, but as you may not know if you've not seen me speak before, we have five service accommodation units in Red Hill and that usually works out really well. We've got a great team and uh, so uh, we have quite a lot of um, different bookings. It's been a bit mad this summer so far. We've got some longer term bookings we've had and you think, brilliant, that's what you want, that's awesome. But there's always a con to your pro, isn't there? And I'm actually a very positive person, so I just thought I'd go through some pros and cons because we always seem to want what we don't have. It's a curious thing about us as people. And so we've had these longer-term guests, which is great, and one of them's just left and given us a really great review on Airbnb, which is fab. And so... He stayed for about six weeks or so and he's a a corporate guest and he's really happy and always we do a a regular service clean for our guests so there's a weekly clean so we know 
the condition of the apartments because we keep them really nicely. But always if somebody's been living there for a while, you kind of think, okay, so it's going to need a deep clean at the end. So we were expecting that. So brilliant pro is that we've had a guest there for a while, but at the end, yeah, we need a deep clean and we change filters in the uh, ventilation system, etc. So all of that done. But then we had another guest who has been staying for a month. Again, same thing, service cleans. And then when we go in there, it's like, okay, uh, so that was much worse, shall we say. So what I'm saying really, I guess, is that for the brilliant pro having a, a longer term stay, I mean, that's not a really long stay, but it's a month, it's really nice, and it was full occupancy, so it was six guests in the apartment. Um, you're going to get some minor damage, deep cleaning, pens on things, that kind of thing. So we needed to sort those things out and still sorting a few things out. And we had had um, extra members of our team doing things and uh, new members. So we had a few hiccups, things not done that should have been done. And actually, these challenges all become things that we need to solve as business owners. As, as an SA business owner, it becomes my responsibility, MP who works with me, to work out ways of solving things when they go wrong. So be thinking, okay, what I want to do is make sure somebody's trained sufficiently that they won't then have all of these issues um, or we won't have these issues afterwards. Um, so it's all about training, making sure the tech is working as well as it should and improving those things because you tend to think of what you would do normally and of course we know so much more. So when somebody comes in completely new and they haven't had full training, then you need to um, sort of take a step back and think, okay, do a debrief, what happened? Why did that happen? What can we now do about that to prevent it happening again? So what we want to move towards is having a thing. So I'm stealing this from Stephen Lai in our progressive property community. It's heroic customer service. So we want guests to be really happy and to have all the things they need. <clears throat> but we also need to be able to deliver that as well and um, without things going completely pear-shaped. And... Uh, in the best possible way that we can. So it's all about improving those things and little things we had like keys that were left strange places and we, you can't anticipate those things. So lots of things go really well. Like So you have happy guests staying for a while and you get good income. But like we've got some more new um, big bookings coming through from a corporate guest who's stayed before and now we've got a group coming. Um, and then you can have, have cash flow issues because they don't necessarily pay you quite the same way. So all of these things happen and it's like a, a mini version of life. It's an aspect of life because for all the really good things that happen, um, you have to get through the solutions of the problems to make it really good. And somebody who, I don't know if she's still watching, but Candice who's watching is actually my yoga teacher and she's a really awesome person. And she has helped a lot with a certain situation we've had on a deeper level within our uh, personal life recently. And so I thought I'd share with you some different things that I've learned, ways of um, not just behaving as if nothing's happening, but how to um, get through difficult times and how to improve as a person, how to share that out, because what can happen is you get so full of what's going on you can't take on anymore so 
if I'm honest, part of what I do with service accommodation secrets is that I'm sharing things that I then, um, it means I then have room for more stuff to, to come into my mind. So I'm sharing things, tipping some of it out, sharing it with you guys and then learning more. And I don't know if that's right or wrong. It's something, um, Jim Rohn said, you know, if you tip some of it out, share it, you can learn more and really try and make a difference to people. And don't get me wrong, um, I haven't got everything perfect and I haven't got everything really bad and terrible. So that I know that a lot of people have got a lot worse problems than me in life. And actually, I've got it pretty good. We're in the first world. We have shelter, food, clothing, water, sanitation beautiful area that I actually live in. I have beautiful family, friends. I'm really grateful for everything I have, but sometimes things happen and it's just like, how do you deal with those things? And I think challenges can seem overwhelming. That's the first thing. So uh, I'm not very good at um, asking for help from people either. So I think I'm really like helping people. I'm not really good at receiving it. So, but I have had a lot of support from certain um, unusual sources, shall we say, that mean that I can share that with you. And you may know some of this stuff. And if you do, that's awesome. But what's really good to do is just take things in small chunks. So if you're overwhelmed by things in business or life, just take it in a small step-by-step well, process if you like, but in that kind of direction. So just take on the first thing and identify what it is. I find it really cathartic to write stuff down actually as well. But what we've actually had going on in our family is that one of our close family members has some mental health problems and has found it really difficult, has had really difficult situations, found it really hard to deal with. And being a parent and being somebody who likes to help people, that's like a double whammy of a, I want to try and fix it. I want to try and help. I want to give solutions. I want to have suggestions. I've learned this. This is going to help you. Ironically, this is what I'm doing with you guys now. But essentially, I needed to learn a way of being more effective with help rather than just a solution because a solution isn't necessarily the first step, this kind of understanding what's going on. And sometimes the person who's having issues, if you're trying to help somebody, they don't actually know what's going on, but they actually just need to talk to you and they just actually need some mind space. So when um, we had this uh, situation happen and we were all pulling together as a family, our friends were brilliant, but uh, it wasn't something that we were going to be putting all over Facebook exactly what was happening. It's, it's a sort of guarded thing, but um, something that, as I said, I do really want to share to help everybody. So if you've got really um, severe difficulties in mental health, obviously the first place to go is somewhere like the Samaritans. I'm not trying to replace professional um, help as well. So Samaritans, you can phone them. Um, I do look up their number. What's their number? It was 116123. So if you've got that, then do that because often just talking to somebody is the thing that you need to do and I'm not trying to replace that. 
but if there's somebody who you can help, I discovered that it was really successful um, asking any questions that you've got when trying to support somebody with um, professional help that we had through the NHS. The NHS were really good, but as we all know, they're really stretched, so it's very difficult for them to give the kind of support that they'd really like to. Um, so both our doctors, but also team that, that have helped us. But also, I thought there must be other things I can do as well as just, you know, what comes naturally because um, I'm not a professional um, counsellor or anything like that. And so I did ask, and as we're thinking property, progressive property is somewhere I go for um, different events. And I actually did ask um, at an event, uh, Rob Moore suggested that I reach out to somebody called Nikki Perfect. And she is a communication coach who was in the police for many years and actually did hostage negotiation. And she also uh, helps people who are feeling really low, really suicidal, or just don't know what to do. And she was amazing. So I actually contacted her through LinkedIn one evening. The very next morning, she'd actually uh, answered and she does a podcast and she said that she would do a podcast about our particular situation. Hi Karen, good to see you. And so this was amazing. So I'm going to put a link in um, after this live to her podcast, which is called The Communication Coach. And she had some brilliant ideas uh, and well, she's professional, but she had five great suggestions of what to do to help somebody who is in a terrible uh, mental state or just really suffering that you can support them. And so the first thing um, was to be neutral. So don't judge. Don't say things like pull yourself together. You know, just listen and just be there. And the next thing is um, I learned about a thing called the, um, I don't know quite how you say it, Batari's box. Not really sure if it's Batari or Batari's. But there's this uh, sequence that happens. Hi, Deborah. Good to see you. So attitude affects behaviour and behaviour affects other people's attitudes. So, for example, if you're quite a lively, positive person, that rubs off on other people. Um, and our attitude about anything comes out in the way we behave externally. And then that sends out signals to other people. So if it's positive, it sends out positive signals. If it's negative, it's the other way. So you have to really monitor that, you know, how you smile, how you speak. And if you do something, so behavior affects others' attitudes, that um, sends signals to other people as well. So sometimes things might uh, be done or, or somebody might behave to you a certain way and you wouldn't realize why um, until you found out what was going on with them and um, so your attitude would be affected by how they behave towards you but as i was mentioning earlier we don't know what's going on in people's lives and, and why they behave certain ways at certain times so rather than judging and um, thinking or, or taking on that bad effect it's really good just to 
separate yourself from that and think, okay, we don't know why that's happening, um, but just try and care and be understanding because a circle is created and if you're getting involved in um, a circle that isn't positive like that, then it doesn't help. Whereas if you can be external to that and just be detached and, and listen and witness, then that's a lot more helpful. And also, another thing to really bear in mind that I've learned a lot from lots of mindset aspects that I've read by lots of different people, uh, you know, Anthony Robbins and all, and all sorts of people, your response is something that you can choose. You can count to 10 and not snap back. And it's really hard, I find that in close family, not to snap back to Pete, for example. It's really a challenge not to just come out with an automatic Thing. It's much easier, I guess, if you don't know somebody to be more detached in the first place. But that was really interesting. I didn't know there was a, a name or something called called Patari's box, but that was really really useful. The next thing, and um, she said, is repeat back what the person's saying. So let the person who's talking set the agenda. So don't say you must do this. Keep their trust and let them listen and reflect back to them. You know what they're saying. So if it's an on, I'm feeling really upset with the, uh, what that girl said to me, um, rather than saying, oh, well, you should go and say this to her, just say, oh, okay, so you're feeling really upset about what that girl said. And then the person is much more likely to say, yeah, I'm really annoyed because, and then tell you what they said. And so that's the fourth thing is to um, label the emotion first and, and don't think about, um, the behaviour and what's happened um, and just just empathise really and so you have to earn the right to ask questions rather than delving so much into what's going on don't um, sort of try and find out all the full facts just listen and be there and something that um, Nikki actually said as well was that if somebody says oh nobody loves me if you say well of course people love you then that just sounds glib, so it's it's a matter of listening and finding out, um, you know, what how they're feeling and what brought them to that point, and and just listen really. And the fifth thing was to um, be fully present in the conversation. So if you're listening to somebody who's having a really difficult time, to actually really be there listening, not thinking, oh god, I've got to go and do whatever it is in a minute. I've got to look at my watch. I've got to check my phone. Otherwise, they'd look at my watch. Nobody looks at their watch anymore, do they? We all look at our phones for the time. But really do a lot of those sorts of things, you know, so that you're actually there, really caring for the person. And things that that really help is showing that you care, being there, and giving love to the person. So keeping your judgment away, realising that although... Um, a key thing for us all, I think, is not to take our baggage with us. So we can just decide how we want to be in the moment. Easier said than done sometimes, isn't it? Sometimes you have a lot of stuff um, that you need to download. Uh, I'm sure there are lots more techniques I'm going to learn all about how to do that. And seeing you, Karen's made me think of something I need to ask you about with um, some things I know have helped you too. So being fully present generally in life, I think, is really key. So those are the things that 
Nikki Perfect was talking about. So I strongly recommend you listen to her podcast. And I'll put a link, as I say, to that. But also, I wanted just to go through some things that have helped us as a family and myself just individually, really. And as I say, I'm a positive person, so I might be quite annoying to some people because, I don't know, I am always trying to find solutions. But I think just being there, listening, empathising, and not necessarily speaking all the time. So I have this great urge to speak. Thank you, Karen. That would be awesome. And doing things that you really love. So I really love doing yoga as it's physical activity as well and that just helps with mind space a lot so just being outside in the morning is something I really like to do so I get up have a cup of tea and just sit outside obviously in the winter it's not so good sitting outside with this we've got a tree in our garden but we've got a really nice little garden and just sit there relax and just close my eyes and just do a, a sort of natural meditation I really like that just empty your mind and just breathe so being present that way. And uh, there is a book, The Power of the Now, that you might like to read if you're you know, perhaps not feeling all that great or if you know somebody who needs help because the guy who wrote that actually was in a situation where he was planning to commit suicide and then he had this realisation that he was separate than his body and the, and the thinking that was going on. He was the witness. And so to separate your, yourself out from what's going on in your life, to kind of become detached and become the viewer helps you get a perspective on things. Because as I said, although I know lots of people have really awful things going on in their lives that they have to deal with, far worse than I've ever had to deal with, um, you know, you can get really um, bogged down in things. And if you can just manage to have some peace without thinking about anything even if your mind is in turmoil if you just sit and be and if you can be in nature so the next thing I would say is try and be in nature so just sitting there listening to birds singing is amazing to me just seeing trees and leaves um, you know even if it's raining we live in such an amazing place the planet is amazing and, and nature gives so much back to us so much spiritual energy I think and part of the reason that I love the yoga that I do, which is with Candice, who was watching earlier, um, is it's in her yurt in her garden, and it's just fantastic. And she's got dogs, a pig, and a goat. And we've been going there regularly since we had this difficult spell. And it's helped so much, and really hugely helped uh, to just really bring things forward and uh, we're looking to do all sorts of exciting things in the autumn oh Karen so you're saying Dr Joe Dispenza is amazing I yeah I heard this I think Camilla was talking about this on Facebook yesterday but I've heard it's supposed to be really good oh I should look into that as well um sounds great thank you Karen and there's another book I would suggest is The Code of the Extraordinary Mind because you might be thinking meditation oh my god that's just sitting there and all this nonsense enters my head I just go through my shopping list all my problems but he actually has an active kind of meditation because he didn't 
manage to do this sort of silent emptying your mind thoughts on a cloud type meditation so if you listen to the code of the extraordinary mind on the audio book he actually has a whole method for meditating that actually takes you through uh, lots of different things like your goals your affirmations and so it's not just sitting there blank so it depends what works for you because we're all so different and that's a really key thing and as well physical exercise as well so yoga is physical but also i do some other exercise sort of intensive exercise and that always makes me feel better although have to um get through the i don't want to do it the, the little voice that tells me i don't want to do it right up until i'm doing it and then when i've done it, it's like yeah you did it kind of things go on hi debbie good to see you and so if you like swimming or walking or running anything you like to do i was talking to kevin Britton earlier he likes doing ultra marathons it's like wow uh, i don't know it's not my thing but we all like different things but that actually has a chemical release in your brain and so that really helps you in a positive way to do exercise and what i really like as i say is helping people myself so i think if you're in a place where you're feeling like things aren't going that well for you think about what you can give back even just the experience you've had that's negative if you could help other people in that same situation because i think we tend to think we have to do something huge we have to be amazing we have to be famous we have to have a huge following but actually if each of us just did a small thing we could help lots of people massively and as i say i'm not putting myself here as somebody who's perfect it's all self-help self-drilling all the time but you know life can get really tough and sometimes people who are really comfortable and they don't have lots of problems they have the problem that they have a kind of inertia because they don't have enough going on that's giving them enough pain to drive them forward to do good things that they really would love to do but they're not because they're in this sort of procrastination so we're all in different situations and what i'd really like to do so I'm working with some great people. We've got Service Combination Secrets, the Facebook group for SA businesses, which I love and I want to cultivate more. If you're in that group, feel free to post, especially more just about thoughts, challenges. But also I'm working with Dylan Nietzsche with the uh, Market Mastery um, program that we're doing. And that's all about helping globally. Karen, that's brilliant. That's okay, don't worry. I'll catch up with you as well, but I know you've done some really brilliant things. Um, landmark and stuff I know has really helped you. I can't see the end of your comment, but <laughs> but it's really good to see you. And so if you can help in some little way in any community that you're in, just answering posts on Facebook, you will feel better. So anything small that you do, um, you know, just because I know a lot of us document what we do and younger generations certainly they do and I think that probably helps them a lot it's quite cathartic to be doing that and helps people see that everybody has problems of greater or lesser magnitude so all of these different things the staying present the exercise having quiet space looking at different mindset things that can help you and 
and joining communities and groups that will help you and this is so much easier on social media now but I would love actually eventually to have a physical place that's a hub to help people where they could come and and do art therapy can come and you know talk about property developments issues could come and do yoga could come and have just the most amazing coffees and chat <laughs> and I'd like to learn things like Reiki and so all sorts of exciting things we've got huge possibility in our lives and our lives are actually really precious because if you've ever been really ill then you know you have the threat of that taken away from you so I think you know that's a time when you can think okay I've got a chance here we've got amazing ah feng shui as well Karen awesome we've got amazing I don't know traditions that can help us like Karen's talking about feng shui there's mindset coaches all sorts of things you can learn and it can be overwhelming so I think just take one little step towards what you'd like to do and that starts with just downloading what's in your head and and talking to people and if you're in a position to help somebody um yeah I've got to switch on more of the listening than the fixing um and just be present and just care about people um, love people and be kind really so that's this is my message for today um yeah don't just carry on as if everything's normal reach out to people ask for help there are brilliant people just obviously your friends your family and loads of people in all sorts of communities so progressive as i really recommend the a communication coach uh, we've got loads of i've met so many amazing people since learning about property i have to say if you're in the service accommodation secrets groups reach out about anything i mean yeah it's about service accommodation that's our key focus but we're all people together and sometimes your personal life can really affect your business life as well so i think it's really important to bear that in mind so thank you very much for listening everybody thanks for tuning in brilliant to get your comments and i can't read them all it's a see more so i shall read more of those and thanks karen thanks guys who are here thank you everybody who knows me and who's who's helped so much as well all right take care guys and i will speak to you soon oh by the way if you think this can help somebody else do share it please thanks guys Sharing the Secrets of Success